All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Dental Elements Podcast, the podcast where we talk about your elements. We're not talking about the weather today, right? The weather forecast is sunny, cloudy, rainy, cloudy. It's moody. It's moody here in the Portland, Oregon area. Pick your adventure because we're not going to talk about the weather. That's right. No more weather. Let's talk about April. Oh, talk about me. Well, we don't talk about my adventures the past few weeks, but um, we can talk about what's going on in the future. You don't want to talk about your last two weeks? No. Okay. When you're ready to talk about it, we'll talk about it. So yeah, today we had a very great interview with Kelly Jake. She is a super woman of uh, many, many skills. She is. Yeah. She is an author, speaker, speaking coach. What else is she? Well, the first time I met Kelly was with you and I were at a conference and she was the main speaker. And you, before she even got on stage, you're talking about how good she is. Yes. She speaks. And that was at the hygiene conference, I believe. Yes. That was at the Oregon Dental Hygiene Association conference. And she she was the president of the American Dental Hygiene Association uh, in 2014. Okay. So, yeah. So she has a lot to do with the association and she's speaking at the conference um, next weekend. So we talked about her, her course. She's all about self-care and taking time for yourself and caring for yourself, which we all know is extremely important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, at, at that conference, I had approached her because I think she just written, does she have more than one book? So she has the book, uh, Martinis and Menopause. And she also has a workbook now that goes with it, like a journal workbook. And mm-hmm. like I believe that's the one she, she had when we were at the conference. Yes. The one that we have to share. That, yeah. Yep. And so yeah, Joe bought it for us. So we need to, um, I need to read it and share it with you. Okay. And- oh, and I see on page 138, let's talk about sex, baby. Hmm, I guess I better get to reading it. Yeah. <laughs> like there might be some good <laughs> chapters in there be dental ailments after hours again but um yes no i i had gone to a speaking conference with her that she goes to on a regular regular basis and it was the one it was this, this woman that she was a uh, helicopter pilot for the military hmm. she was an excellent speaker too that was a fun uh conference to go to well not conference it was a class that okay. kelly attends for speakers oh so she was actually putting on the class she was a, she's a participant. She wasn't speaking that night. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She's, yeah, she's great. And she'll tell you all about her journey in the episode and some personal, some personal stories. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, she's, she's just um, really, really awesome. And she's pretty inspirational. For sure. For sure. And she's fun to listen to. I think that's what I told you to one of her speaking engagements I went to. She was just energetic and, it, you know, just, she just makes it fun. Like she was saying that sometimes seek can just be so boring sitting there for three hours, even though most of us, you know, love to learn and stuff, but over time it's just too much. And so she makes it fun, kind of like what our intentions are too, to have, have more fun with it. And it's better learning styles for adults. If you are um, open and engaged and, and if you're drinking wine, so. That's right. Yeah. And it, t- it takes a lot of energy to be on stage. So um, exactly. kudos to her for keeping it energetic and lively. Yeah. We talk about that. And then um, this is going to be her first speaking engagement too, um, since, you know, since COVID in 2019 and some other personal issues she'll be sharing with you on the episode. So yeah, she's super excited. And like most of us to get back out there and in front of people and around people. Okay. Yeah. I'm excited to hear it and getting in contact with her and and hopefully 
seeing her on the speaking circuit again. Yes. And she's not too far from us. So we talked about hooking up for a, a martini soon. Okay. So we will, uh, we will be meet, meeting up with her soon. Fantastical. All right. So you guys uh, enjoyed this episode and uh, don't forget about our bridging the gap mentorship course that is starting on January, not January. That's a long wait. June, June 17th. Yes. Graduation season is upon us again. Yes. So if you know any new grads or if you are a new grad or going to be a graduate graduate someday, or you were in the past, not too long ago, and you just want a little booster course of that, um, the time in between the school and the operatory. Uh, we have a course that's on our website. It's called, it's rootyouon.com, R-O-O-T, the letter U on.com. There's a spot there that you can um, sign up for the course. All right. And we look forward to meeting everybody, whether it's virtual or in person. That's right. Yeah. Hi, Kelly. How are you? Hi, Cindy. I'm delighted to be here today. Yeah. So we're so excited to have you. So I'll go ahead and let you start and tell us your story. Great. Thanks, Cindy. Well, my name is Kelly Swanson Jakes. I go by Kelly Jakes, but I am a registered dental hygienist of over 25 years. And for the past 12 years or so, I totally have been an entrepreneur where I do speaking, keynotes, workshops, trainings, and I'm an author and I do coaching, women's coaching. So Really, my career has been long and varied. It started out, I was a very non-traditional student at the age of 35. I graduated with my bachelor's degree in dental hygiene from the Oregon Health Sciences University in Portland, Oregon. And I practiced clinically uh, full-time for nearly 10 years. And then I had opportunity to go back and get a master's degree, which I did in 2007 and my degree is in communication and adult education. And I got that degree because I wanted to expand my dental hygiene science knowledge and expand my career and opportunities for myself in in our profession. So I really had a desire to go back to school for my master's because I wanted to be a speaker, a speaker who got paid to speak. Because as you know, in our profession, we have to do so many CEU credit hours per year or per every two years. And I would go to so many of these meetings and I thought that the speakers, while their content may have been interesting, it was really boring. (laughs) So many boring science laden uh, meetings I sat through. And I said to myself, I want to do that. And I think I can do it better a better job of it. So that was really my impetus to go back to school to learn more about communication and also to have that MA after my name because in education and in other professions, our education really does matter. And, you know, we've had lots of discussions and differing opinions in our own hygiene profession of what should be entry level, of course, a bachelor's degree should, should be entry level. And we're seeing a lot of the um, AA degrees actually go that way. 
Um, and I'm, I'm excited about that, but I don't, I'm not here to talk about the education. That's a whole other podcast episode. <laughs> I kind of got off track there, but um, I wanted to position myself differently within the profession. And that's one of the messages that I bring to anyone who wants to advance in their career or who is unhappy in their career is, well, it's, it's a self-study journey here. I can help you, other people can help you, but what do you want to do and how do you want to grow? So I got my master's degree and then I started speaking and um, I have to give a huge shout out to the American Dental Hygienist Association because I was always a part of it, even here in my home state of Oregon, I was involved in the local component. And then I uh, became the president of the Oregon Dental Hygienist Association and eventually went on to be a trustee in the ADHA and eventually the president of the ADHA in 2014-15. And I tell you that story, Cindy, because 95% of my speaking career and as my growth as a professional has come because of these relationships I have formed over the years with other hygienists around the country. And to me, that is the most salient point of why to be a member of your association. It's the relationships far and away. So in my career, because I was a clinic, practicing clinical dental hygienist, went to get a master's degree, started my side gig of speaking. At the same time, because I had a master's degree, then for four years, I taught public speaking at our state universities, two different state universities here. So here I'm a hygienist, but I'm trained um, in communication. So then I got a job. Uh, teaching presentation skills, basically. And I love that job. It was stressful, but fun. And through that and my association relationships, one day I get an email and someone says, hey, this company is looking for a sales and marketing rep in your state. Do you know any hygienists that would meet this criteria? And I looked at it and I'm thinking, me? I want, I want that job. So because of my relationships in the association, I then found out about this job and I was, I interviewed and I was offered and I became employed by oral DNA labs. Do you remember that Cindy? It was um, salivary diagnostics. I do. Yes. Yeah. And they're still going, but in a different capacity. Um, And I was one of their national reps. I worked in the state of Oregon and it was a short lived part of my career working for corporate because they changed their model of delivery. And so on the same day, like 25 of us lost our positions, but in the 18 months I worked for them, I grew the territory 500%. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. So I just have enjoyed my career and it has had many different iterations and has many different, um, ways of receiving employment, whether I was employed through someone, a private dentist, uh, I've done lots of temporary work in the hygiene clinics. I um, have been an adjunct in dental hygiene um, programs. So it's just been wonderful. And now I work full-time for myself. Great. Uh, Yeah, I hear 
sometimes people say that hygiene is a dead end job. And I'm like, what? Only if you make it be a dead end job, because there's so much more opportunity you could do. But like you were saying, you have to take it upon yourself to self learn and do the next steps. It's you know, exactly hygiene in an office. Yeah, you can only do so much. But outside of that, there's tons of opportunity. There is tons of opportunity. And it's like you said, it's I think it's opening up more and more, of course, because the way the world is changing and delivery of healthcare is changing. And so that is providing a lot more opportunity here in oral health care, you know, and sure, if you work for a private practice, you may, you know, reach the top and not see where you could go from there. But there's lots of opportunities of management and leadership, even in DSOs, which are on the rise mm -hmm. here, dental service organizations. And like you said, career opportunities outside of an operatory setting for dental hygienists are just, they're growing all the time. And look at you, Cindy, starting a podcast, right? Yeah, yeah. you kind of make it your own. If you, you know, if you have to, you invent something. That's right. Yeah, right. and then having the balance, even if you still love being in an operatory, even if, even if you're there part-time and doing something else, like you were saying, like a side gig of speaking or podcasting or whatever, on the side, it's a great balance. And then um, for self-care, right? <laughs> to be able to nurture all of your needs. And right. Yes. And I'm glad you mentioned that, Cindy, because I call myself a self-care strategist because that is one of the areas I speak on a lot, not just to oral health care professionals, but also other corporations and business. The message of self-care and what is that and what is, what is it not and how do you incorporate that type of mindset into your life or into your workplace. That's the kind of things I talk about and I teach about from the podium. So it's pretty exciting for me. Um, I have a course, I have an online course um, on self-care. And again, it's just one of those topics that gets picked up a lot. In fact, I'll be speaking a week from now at the ADHA annual meeting on self-care strategies to slay workplace burnout. So hygienists, we need that because if you're working clinically, you know, you have patients heads in your lap all day and <laughs> just the ergonomics of our work, let alone the resources it takes from the hygienist to actually do the job and care about the whole person that's sitting in front of them. Right. We're so busy taking care of other people's needs that we need to take care of our, ourselves. And I wonder too, I just came a thought, like they say, if you smile, it makes you feel better. Then I wonder if we're hunched because we're hunched down all day when we're doing hygiene. I wonder if that naturally makes you feel more depressed or more down. Well, I'm sure. I mean, I haven't studied the physiology and the psychology, but we know that our mental health is very much, um, we can see our mental health state through our bodies, Yeah, right? We're very connected. So you're right. The fact that we're hunched over so much during the day and talk about being able to stand up and stretch out those shoulders and, you know, maybe grab your hands behind your back and do stretches in between clients. That's one of the things I recommend yeah. <laughs> in my, in my presentations and trainings, because we forget sometimes. Right. It, we don't take the time, the two seconds. Right. And how it's so very, very important to our health. Yeah, so your course is, so it's next week already in Arizona or in Phoenix, right? Arizona. 
Yes. Of ADHA. And you're going to be speaking, you're doing a course on self-care. Yes. Okay, great. Yeah. So that's super exciting. So if anybody is going to be there, make sure you check out Kelly's course. I've heard you talk before. Um, the first time I saw you was at Endodonna's office that he had you as a guest speaker and there's, he had all the offices um, all the yes. all the offices around Oregon and Washington too. It was in Washington and you spoke and I was like, Oh my gosh, she's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, you, you. And you have wine, you're giving away wine too. So I'm like, oh yeah, she's extra amazing. <laughs> she gets <laughs> yes. it so much well, more fun and entertaining. And it wasn't just boring facts, but the facts were there. The information yeah. was there, but it was delivered in a fun way. Well, thanks for saying that, Cindy, because as you, I told you earlier, that was one of my main goals was to be able to present science in a way that the attendee actually hears it and yes. can take it in, right? And so- there's adult learning principles in there of how adults learn. And, you know, frankly, our profession who has generally three hour presentations at a time, you know, that is not how adults learn. Right. But we're, our, our profession also is changing. I'm seeing a lot of movement in the um, big, big dental meetings. They are moving some of them to the one and a half or the two hour rather than the three. And as a speaker, I've just, you know, creating, creating and maintaining boundaries is one of the uh, modules that I really teach on. And so for myself, I created a boundary through the COVID time is that I'm no longer going to do a six hour speaking day because as a speaker, I'm off often hired to fly in, somewhere and do the morning session for three hours and then the afternoon session for three hours, because I, obviously the events want to give their attendees six hours of CE in the day. Mm-hmm. And if they're paying to fly in a speaker, they would like that speaker to give the whole day. Right. I understand that. Yeah. So I'm um, gently helping event planners when they come to me to say, you know, I no longer speak six hours a day. I'm happy to do four for you, a two and a two. Uh, And, you know, people have been pretty, pretty okay with that. And so part of it is my boundaries as a speaker to say, I no longer want to work like that. And, and frankly, it takes a lot of resource from me, a lot of energy, right? A lot of uh, standing on your feet, a lot of being on. Right. And so as I'm uh, aging, I'm getting wiser <laughs> and, you know, making choices that are also good for me. Yeah. You're practicing what you're preaching, right? You're having, yes. Yeah. As well. And you're helping them because you're helping the event organizers too, because they might not really understand this so much. Some of them that it's better for them too to have two hours or you know, two hour sessions at a time or one and a half hour sessions. For right. Listeners and go into yes. as you want it. I love listening. I love the classes and learning, but at the same time, you know, you want to be able to cruise the halls too and, you know, mingle and meet people in between. And so that gives uh, more incentive to go. So you have some fun time mixed in with learning time and you're up and stretching and moving and learning. And yes. And I like, I'm so excited for next week. Uh, Next week at the ADHA annual meeting will be the first time I've spoken live to a live audience since November of 2019. Wow. Because of COVID, you know, the speaking profession was uh, hit very hard mm-hmm. last year. And, uh, but it's coming back. 
I mean, uh-huh. it's coming back every week. I'm booking more and more and 2022 is looking very good. So you're used to doing virtual presentations or on, on Zoom or so to be in public, it's probably, did you have to prepare yourself again to get out? You know, to put. I'm right. Yes, I'm right in that last minute, uh, last week of preparing. You're exactly right, Cindy. Normally, I don't get too anxious about when I was traveling all the time, speaking yeah. all the time. And now I'm like, okay, Kelly, let's get our head around this. You've been speaking for a year and a half virtually, mm-hmm. which is a different beast and a different skill set. So, yes, I'm, I've got, of course, the, the PowerPoint handout, all that is ready, but I am going to be really putting myself in a good mental state between now and then, because truly today, I feel like I would just get on stage and cry for five minutes saying, Oh my gosh, so great to see you all. So great to see real faces looking out at me, (laughs) feeling that energy. (laughs) I know. And everybody else is going to be feeling the same way too. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of energy. And that's the thing too, because you have in live, you have energy of other people. So, and you can probably feel that energy. And so, that's one reason you could get worn, you know, worn down too, because you have to. Well, sure. Yeah. You are the mirror yeah, uh, and the recipient of others energy as well, which is the thing I love, but it also is the thing you have to um, have some downtime. Right. From. So I'm very, very excited about being uh, with a live audience yeah. next week. I have um, a few, few more coming up live as well. And it's just, it's exciting. Yeah. It's good. I'm super happy to get back and, live people were thinking it was going to stay virtually uh, yeah i don't think so it, it's good it's a good balance to have this option but you can't you have to have live too it, you, we, one thing we learned is we can't give that up we thought maybe you can give that up you can't give that up totally you have to have that too right and and i'm seeing most of the conferences that i'm being uh, booked for they are they do have a high, it's a hybrid now mm-hmm. and uh you know we have people on stage and either the hybrid is either the, uh, you have the presenter on stage and you also have a camera and people are virtual. So the presenter speaks to the audience live and also speaks to the audience on the virtual camera. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes um, you'll see they'll do a live event and then a separate virtual event. Right. So that's great. Cause not people everybody are finding their way. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's perfect. And so uh, another question I had for you. Oh, you wrote a book, right? That's yes, 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 yes. What haven't you done? Yeah, no. Oh, not everything. Everyone has their own gifts. <laughs> <laughs> I only have mine, right? You only have yours. Um, yeah, in 2018, I published Martinis and Menopause, which is uh, strategy science, the science of menopause, and sips, which are, um, I have a martini and a martini recipe in every chapter to help women, empower women, to beat the hormone groan. And that was in 2018. And then 2019, I published the companion workbook nice. to go with it. And this is one that you would actually write in and, and journal in. And there's games in here and um, exercises uh, to do to help you through your menopause journey. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's wonderful because that way people don't feel like you're alone and everybody's going to go go through it at some point. And it's good to have that. Well, yes, I could talk about uh, menopause and perimenopause all day long with you because to me, yes, what is menopause? Well, every woman will eventually go through it. Sometimes some of us will go through it early through uh, other cancers or other, uh, you know, reproductive system right. issues, right. but all of us will go through it. 
Mm-hmm. And the data shows that about 30% of women fly through it. They don't even hardly realize they're in menopause. 30% of us have symptoms that are really disrupting our life, whether those are the hot flashes, the night sweats, the, the um, brain fog, you can't even remember what's happening, where's your keys, which kid you're picking up tonight, you know, um, the irritation severe irritation where you just, you cannot stand anyone (laughs) in your family or workplace. Um, So about 30% of us have those types of symptoms that really do affect us and they affect our relationships. And then another 30% have a very, very difficult time, very debilitating time through menopause. And so you know, I have my book and my workbook, which uh, you can get on Amazon, but I've just started now. I'm also coaching women in through the perimenopause, perimenopausal journey, because, you know, it's two to 10 years where your reproductive system is shutting down and your hormones really are all over the place. They really are waxing and waning, right? Um, we, we see those symptoms, our periods change. They may be heavier, they may be lighter, they'll come closer together or farther apart, because that's, you know, your reproductive system is shutting down and it takes your body some time to get that. And it's all hormonally driven. And so I want to help women. I want to help women is exactly what you said, Cindy. So women know you are not alone. You are not alone and I want to support you. And there are other women around that can support you through this transition of your life. And, you know, I'm on, well, my story is I went through my natural menopause at 52. I was done. Yay. (laughs) And I was speaking on this. I hadn't written my book yet, but I was speaking on this um, all over the country. One of my first talks I ever did was on, perimenopause, how hormones affect you and your patient. And it, that has grown. And so when I went to write my book, I'm like, what do I want to write the book on? I want to write the book on the thing that lights me up the most and the thing that I love talking about the most. Mm -hmm. And that's empowering women about their own bodies and their own selves. And so that was the impetus of why I wrote the book. And I already had, uh, you know, presentations I had been giving on it. And so I did a much, a whole, whole much more research, uh, And, um, that's, that, that's the story behind the book. And, you know, martinis and menopause. Yes. I, I love a good martini, but I use martini as a metaphor in the book to hang out with people who love you. Right. I don't care what you're drinking. Right. Exactly. Alcohol or not, but I hope you're drinking with people who love you. Yeah. So it's kind of the girl, girlfriend's guide, but it's like martini and it means gathering and friendship and, Right. Yeah, for sure. That's yeah. Great. But is there martini recipes in there? Yes. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. I worked with a friend of mine. He owns a bar here in, in my hometown and we put together 10, 10 martini and 10 mocktini recipes that kind of go with the chapters. The chapters are all the top 10 symptoms that women usually go through. Right. Yeah. So, um, in basement blues chapter, that's about where we feel depressive often. Mm-hmm. because our hormones are in the basement, literally. Right. Um, and so the martini for that chapter is party hardy martini, right? And the party hardy martini, because 
So I tried it. I tried to. Um, in the basement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even put ingredients and martinis together that would match the theme of what the yeah. chapter was talking about. Yeah. So, what's your favorite martini? You know, uh, I am a purist when it comes to my martinis. So I love ice cold vodka shaken, usually Grey Goose, mm -hmm. and just poured in my martini glass. Awesome. I like crisp, clean. Like a straight shot? Taste. It's like a straight shot or it's like drinking uh, in, a, in a tumbler with ice. Yeah. And sipping on that. Yeah. Um, I like if I have uh, fruit or a taste i more like the citrus with the vodka yeah it's good it's healthier for you that way too like all the extra yes extra but taste. i have tried all of these in here and i think they're all great that's well why yeah I'm you had to try them out before you could recommend them right i did have to try them out yes uh, i have to admit the blood orange martini is pretty good yeah because that's the citrus so i like that that's that one in is um about the chapter about your periods <laughs> unleashed <laughs> anyway yeah so i tried to have fun with it because another um value i live by is we have to have fun life is hard yes we all have things seen and mostly unseen people don't see that we're going through or that we're dealing with or that our families are dealing with and life is difficult so whenever we can choose to laugh or choose something that's going to feel good and, and bring us enjoyment. I'm all about that. That's also a huge stress reliever, whatever it is that you enjoy. Right. Right. Whether, whether that's um, knitting or dancing or playing, you know, going to CrossFit or whatever it is that makes you happy. Do more of that. Right. You did yeah, do more of that. And like you were saying, right in your book, you did it because it was your passion. And that's kind of what you, like what you had to do. It was, it was obvious. And then you like, you know, you enjoyed it because it was something that you were passionate about. And so find passion. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I wanted to say that, you know, I wrote these in 18 and 19. And then part of my menopause story is then right in the fall of 20 of 2019. And so all of last year, 2020 during COVID, I, you know, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And so um, immediately upon diagnosis, late fall of 2019, I was on a very low dose of hormone replacement therapy. And I write about it in my books. And I, I, I believe in the goodness of it, if your body can handle it, if you don't have other risk factors. And uh, I would been I had been on HRT for oh about ten years, but very 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 low dose. I get you know I would get tested every year, and but as soon as I was diagnosed with breast cancer, and, and they can tell what kind of cells are in your cancer, and my cancer was um, estrogen and progesterone positive. So the day I was diagnosed, I had to stop my hormone therapy, like immediately. Oh, no. So it's like, it's like any hormones, like a birth control or anything. You, you don't normally stop it cold Turkey because, uh, but I had to. And so I went into what I call the second menopause. Uh, and within two weeks I was hot flashing again. I couldn't sleep at night. I was, you know, just in a, an emotional state because of course my hormones had just been ripped away. Plus you it had to be. 
And so then, yeah, so that was my second menopause. And then by January, I had had a lumpectomy and they got me on um, some medication that helped with the hot flashes. But then, you know, in February, I had to have a double mastectomy and huge, huge, huge surgery, which um, I came through fine and, you know, I'm cancer free. But after those sur that surgery, then I had to go on estrogen blockers and I'm still on estrogen blockers. So for, I have to do it for four more years for a whole year, I've been on estrogen blockers and guess what? That put me back into menopause, my third menopause. And I'm in it right now. I don't have periods, but, yeah. but I have the hot flashes. I have the bouts uh, with anxiety and depression I have to manage and uh, the irritability and the trouble sleeping. So uh, many of my first menopause symptoms are back in my life and I cannot use hormone replacement anymore because I have to have no hormone in my body. Mm -hmm. So what I'm trying to say is <laughs> I have a lot of experience with menopausal symptoms and with finding natural remedies of self-care to help with the symptoms. That's what right. I'm trying to say. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. That looks like, yeah, that seems strange. I had to go through it three times and kind of ironic since you wrote the books, like, wait, whoa. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. And but, then that my breast cancer happened to be that kind. Yeah. Yeah. So that was in 2020 that you went through the breast cancer. Yeah. Wow. So you really had a, a year, um, I guess. A real year, COVID. So I guess it worked out time-wise if, you know, my positive thinking, <laughs> if it was going to yes. be a year, it was the year you already stuck. Up. It was a year I was home. Yeah. Because of COVID. And uh, that was really good for my healing and you were stress levels. Yeah. 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 That's got to be hard. I'm glad you're, you're doing well. And that's, that's great. Thank you. For sure. For sure. Yes, me too. <laughs> so what else can you share with us? I know you, you have so much, uh, so much goodness. So are you still speak, are you still teaching uh, presentation and speaking at the colleges or is that something? That no, I'm not teaching at the colleges, but it's so funny because just two weeks ago, I had a corporation reach out to me and said, Kelly, could you teach our employees how to do better virtual presentations. So I'm like, um, yes, yes, I can do that. So okay. I'm, I'm excited about that possible opportunity. The, the RF, I've given them um, my, oh, I'm having a brain freeze right now, Cindy. <laughs> my proposal, I okay. gave them my proposal. There you go. And so I'm waiting to hear back from them. So I don't do that, but I do it in other ways. I just am finishing a two year stint of being the president of the National Speakers Association, Oregon chapter. Okay. So I have uh, shepherded with my board, this whole COVID with all the speakers who are our members here in Oregon. And of course I teach the um, newer emerging speakers. Okay. I, I teach them many tips and uh, speaking yeah. best practices. Yeah, so, so president of the ADHA and president of the national speakers. Yeah, yeah. I said, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. I love associations. I believe in them. I believe in the power of belonging to your professional association. So 
Right. I did a short stint as the treasurer for the Portland chapter for the ADHA. Mm -hmm. a few, yeah. So, and that was a learning experience and great. And we took it. Yeah. From, that's when we went from going nonprofit. We took it from being profit to nonprofit. So I got to go through that whole process, which was great. Oh, yes. And then so I learned a lot there. And then, but then that's when we merged to more ODHA. So anyway, it's kind of exciting because I love change and helping the process yeah. just at the right time. And yeah. Well, that's nice to hear that positive story. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, uh, that's the thing when I say about association service and leadership service, even though you give a lot, you, I feel like you gain so much back. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a firm believer in it, obviously. <laughs> yeah, so. obviously. I, I think I think it's great. It's great that, that you get to speak there. I did see you speak when you were the president too at the Oregon Dental Hygiene. Oh yes, yeah. yeah, yes, it was great. That was wonderful. Um, well, yeah. What else am I doing that's exciting? A couple of things I want to tell uh, your listeners about. I be, through the ADHA, I am a delegate to the International Federation of Dental Hygienists. International. And any hygienist can join that international group. And so in my role there, it's really exciting because I go, I, pre, I represent the ADHA to the international, right? And I was in, they have meetings every two or three years globally so i was in australia in 2019 and i met all of these other male and female hygienists from around the globe who were also delegates to that uh, organization and again it's wow it's wow. the learning is amazing learning how other hygienists practice around the world and what their practice acts are like and uh, what they do or do not do in their countries and also just the relationships, you know? So because I have friends, colleagues now around the globe in the profession, which any of your listeners can as well, because anyone can be a member and go to their meetings. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just spoke for the United Arab Emirates dental hygienist last week, and I'm in talks with the Saudi group and, others. And it's just exciting because that would have, how would that, that would never come to me. Yeah. Just when you think that you're yeah, so, working and then it's like, Oh, so expensive. Yeah. yeah Australia. I think I'll, I'll join. <laughs> well, we're going, we'll be in Ireland uh, next August, 2022. So there you. Yes. Uh, yeah. I'm that's glad to join us in Ireland. I, yeah. I definitely want to. I, that's on my list for sure for Ireland and yeah. And to meet other hygienists and stuff, I think that would be amazing. And it's amazing. About people. Yeah. It, it was really, uh, you know, the world is getting smaller because of uh, the internet. Yes. <laughs> um, How but do we find this information about the international? It's just I F, F is in Frank, D H, right? IFDH.org, International Federation of Dental Hygienists. Okay. Yeah, check it out for sure. Yeah, they have a website. Yeah, um, or any your listeners can email me anytime. Uh, Kelly, K E L L I, at kellyjakes.com. and you know I spell it 
it always gets misspelled, but K-E-L-L-I-J-A-E-C-K-S.com. And I think, Cindy, you'll have it in the show notes if people want to get a hold yeah. of me. We'll have it on the show notes. And then also we'll put it on the, the website, the Route You One website too. We'll have your, your beautiful picture there with that link that they can um, go to, to your website too and find out all th- more things about you that they want to connect with you that way. And find Great. out who you're speaking and anything else that you want to share. So you're saying you have an online course as well for self-care? Yeah, I do. It's called self-care CPR. (laughs) Great. And it kind of goes with the course that you're teaching. Is it something Mm -hmm. comparable to that? Yeah. It's kind of like what we were talking about earlier, you know, with adult learning, you can do a one-off, listen to an hour or three hour even presentation and be done. Or you can listen and go on a more of a learning journey Mm -hmm. with me. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so that's what I offer people. I offer, if you want to work with me further, I have a course and I also have, I have the self-care course. I also have just a, a mini course in um, creating and maintaining healthy boundaries. It's called no as a complete sentence. <laughs> so yeah, I have a couple of courses people can uh, opt in to purchase. And then I also do personal coaching. Right. So um, I'll have women reach out and I coach basically in two areas. I coach in the area of goal setting and your Mm self-care, how to create the life you really want to live (laughs) and not be running and screaming from your own calendar. And uh, the second one, I, I really focus in on the perimenopausal woman. And with that coaching, we do an assessment and uh, we're of course, meeting it's usually twice a month and you know i give people strategies to try i listen we figure out together what's best supportive um actions for you to take so that you can actually love your life as you're going through this change Mm -hmm. um so that's what i i really love to empower women and to remind women you're so valuable, you know, you are valuable as a person. And, you know, my different modules in my courses and even in my coaching, you know, of course, mental wellness is super important. We spend time on mental wellness strategies and those are things, you know, we may be talking about being mindful, mindfulness. What is that? How do we practice that? How do you, how do you start a meditation practice in your life you know you're running too much too far too fast um everything from that to you know checking your self-talk what what is the kind of head trash you're telling yourself about yourself Mm -hmm. you know you're too fat you're too big you're too thin your hair is not curly blonde black enough whatever it is you know right as women we tend to really compare ourselves to others and we tend to speak really nasty things to our own selves. Yeah. Even when you think, I thought I was past all that and doing well, but then I'd caught my, I would catch myself doing things like that or self-talk. I'm like, Whoa, I thought I was past that. Right. You know, I realized I was doing that. (laughs) Well, and that's the first, that's the first step is to realize I'm doing it. That's the first step. Right. And then we talk a lot, of course, I do about physical wellness. And, you know, it doesn't mean becoming the next CrossFit track star. It means you know, <laughs> creating a, 
a lifestyle of movement so that you're supporting your physical wellness. And that opens it up so much more, right? right. You may never want to go to a gym, but. Yeah, yeah we try, I think we think we're, we say it all, like we're gonna try out for a triathlete or whatever, triathlon. And yeah. I think we have to do it all. Instead, it could be. Little, little bits of pieces. Yeah. You create a life of movement, right? Right. You know, and it, of course it includes the things like taking the stairs when you can and, you know, parking far enough away that you can walk. Yeah. It includes that too, but there's so much more like, yeah. what are you doing on your lunch hour? How does your family spend their downtime? Right. Are you sitting at a child's soccer slash volleyball slash baseball game? For hours and hours. <laughs> yeah. Hours and hours. What could you do? Yeah. to get more movement in your life uh, during those times. So we talk about that anyway. Um, so we had you a lot on the coaching and the, they're in the courses and in, in the private coaching as well. And, you know, when you do coaching, it's not about me. It's about you. Right. And what do you need? And, and how can we help you? And how can you feel better? And how can you meet your goals? Right. So I'm really an accountability coach um, to allow a woman or small groups of women to move forward in their goals and in feeling good about their own life. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. We need, we all need accountability. It definitely makes a difference. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I love that. I, you know, it's just, I, I love the fact that, um, I have a community of people around the world and around here in our country and around in our profession that I can call friends. Right. And I love the fact that I can work for myself and really create the business I want to create for me. And I love that I get to help other people do that. All right. It's great. Well, yeah, yeah you're, you're amazing, Kelly, and you have such good stuff to offer everybody. And we will definitely share your information. Well, thank you. Yeah, I do have a question. If you could give any piece of advice for new graduates, like you said, we like to empower women. And, and then um, I don't want to say necessarily young, because I wasn't so young either when I graduated from hygiene school. But new grads, how, what, kind of, what would you recommend or what's the one piece of advice you would give them to keep them empowered throughout their career? Find a group of hygienists to be involved with because it gets really lonely really fast in your operatory. And when you're with a group of hygienists, you can troubleshoot, you can talk about your difficult patients, your difficult days, and you can get some support in that. Particularly that first year is just so crucial. You learn so much. Mm -hmm. And so I would say get involved. And in fact, there are uh, studies on dental hygienists and burnout. And um, one of the number one solutions to that that came through the study, it was uh, in the Journal of Dental Hygiene, is to be involved in a group of hygienists, whether that's your local chapter of the ADHA, whether it's a study club, somewhere where you're meeting with other um, professionals to help support you. So th that, I think that would be my number one is get yeah. involved with other professionals. Yeah. And you know what? Remember, life is long. Usually. Hopefully. Sometimes it's cut short, but usually life is pretty long and you never know what um, new horizons you're going yeah. to be seeing. 
Right. Just keep your mind open. You never know. You yeah. Email asking you to teach virtual courses to presentation courses to a corporation. So. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, um, I, I am always, uh, happily surprised when I <laughs> put out into the universe. I want to help more people. I want to help more women. I want to have my gifts and skills be used in a way that will most impact the world. I don't always know how that's going to happen, but then the opportunities come. Then you get the answer, right? There. Yeah. And you know what, Cindy, I wanted to offer your uh, listeners a free download. i I created a free download called three ways to just say no, because many of us, uh, men and women have difficulty setting boundaries and saying no. And so they can just go to kellyjakescoaching.com slash no. And put in your name and yeah, slash no. And you put your name and email in and then you'll get it. A, a, a thank you through your email that you can click for the download, but kellyjakescoaching.com forward slash no. So thank you. That is amazing. And we all need to learn. We need to learn to say yes, new opportunities, but we need to learn no and boundaries so that we can accept yes. good opportunities. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I love it. Thank you so much for, I'm offering that to our listeners and you're welcome you for that. And we'll put that in the notes too. And on your, on your link for sure. Thank okay. you so much for joining us today, Kelly. I'm really excited to be able to talk to you and um, good luck in Arizona. Hopefully I'm going to try to make it down there and I'll come and check out your course if I, if I can uh, Great. get down there for sure. Thank you, Cindy. It's really been my pleasure. Thank you for the way you're serving the world as well with this podcast. And it's been my pleasure to be your guest today. Thanks.